Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 114. Through an exit door, circled them around the outside of the building. I can't be doing with all these ins and outs, said Nancy. I'm not as young as I used to be, and I come from warmer climes. Along a covered walkway, in through another exit door, and they were in the carousel room. Calliope music played, a Strauss waltz stirring and occasionally discordant, and occasionally discordant. The wall as they entered was hung with antique carousel horses, hundreds of them, some in need of a lick of paint, others in need of a good dusting. Above them hung dozens of winged animals constructed rather obviously from female store window mannequins. Some of them bared their sexless breasts. Some had lost their wigs and stared baldly and blindly down from the darkness. And then there was the carousel. A sign proclaimed it was the largest in the world, said how much it weighed, how many thousand light bulbs were to be found in the chandeliers that hung from it in gothic profusion, and forbade anyone from climbing on it or from riding on the animals. And such animals! Shadow stared, impressed in spite of himself, at the hundreds of full-sized creatures who circled on the platform of the carousel. Real creatures, imaginary creatures, and transformations of the two. Each creature was different. He saw mermaid and merman, Centaur and unicorn, elephants, one huge, one tiny, bullfrog, frog, and phoenix, zebra, tiger, manticore, and basilisk, swans pulling a carriage, a white ox, a fox, twin walruses, even a sea serpent, all of them brightly colored and more than real. Each rode the platform as the waltz came to an end and a new waltz began. The carousel did not even slow down. What's it for, asked Shadow. I mean, okay, world's biggest, hundreds of animals, thousands of light bulbs, and it goes around all the time, and, and no one ever rides it. It's not there to be ridden, not by people, said Wednesday. It's there to be admired. It's there to be. Like a prayer wheel going round and round, said Mr. Nancy, accumulating power. So where are we meeting everyone, asked Shadow. I thought you said that we were meeting them here, but the place is empty. Wednesday grinned his scary grin. Shadow, he said, you're asking too many questions. You're paid not to ask questions. And that's our page. So this page is most important because it's the introduction of the carousel, probably the biggest draw within the house and the rock outside of just the house itself. The house's website states that the carousel has 269 animals and zero horses, with 20,000 lights and 182 chandeliers. As stated on the page, people don't ride the carousel. However, Neil Gaiman was able to ride the carousel on Halloween 2010, so don't give up on your dreams. The page notes that Calliope music is playing, and this name will stand out to Sandman readers. In Greek mythology, Calliope was the muse of epic poetry, and she was thought as of the chief of all muses. And she gave birth to Orpheus, the singer who followed his lady love Eurydice to the land of the dead, only to lose her when he turned around too soon after leaving the underworld. Calliope music, however, is steam on air-powered music, whereupon the air, steam, etc. is blown through large whistles. The original Calliope was patented in Worcester, Massachusetts in 1855, and if you imagine circus music, you've got a pretty good idea. Why you'd play Strauss on a Calliope is beyond me, but... Uh, Johann Strauss II was a German composer, composer born in 1825 and died in 1899, he was best known for his waltzes and other dance music. One of his best known works is the Blue Danube Waltz, featured here. And 
this version is bells, and so it may be pretty similar to the version that Shadow's hearing in this scene. The mannequin angels feel like a callback to the faceless goddess trio hewn from a boulder in the Hall of Forgotten Gods many, many pages ago. Of course, the mannequin angels do actually exist within the House on the Rock, so I could be reading a bit too deeply into things, but that's nothing new. Some of the creatures featured on the carousel may be unfamiliar. The phoenix, you probably know from a number of sources, it shows up in Harry Potter and a lot of other places as well. The phoenix and Sandman, because I can't stop talking about Sandman, lays two eggs, white egg and a black egg. A white egg hatches a new phoenix, but what hatches from the black egg is never revealed. The quote from Sandman also, which I think is actually a philosophical quote as well, only the phoenix rises and does not descend, and everything changes and nothing is truly lost. The phoenix also features into Neil Gaiman's Fantastic short story, Sunbird. It's in, well, I think it's in Fragile Things. 90% sure it's in Fragile Things. If you don't already own Fragile Things, though, you should own Fragile Things. A manticore is a creature from Persian myth with a man's face, a lion's body, and a number of venomous spines, kind of like a porcupine quill. In some depictions, the creature is shown with a scorpion's tail instead of the spines, though. In the original Persian, the creature was known as... Mardaya Quar, or Maneater. From there, the myth traveled into Greek stories in the 4th century BC, and after being featured in a book by Pliny the Elder, appeared in various illustrated bestiaries throughout the Middle Ages. If you're familiar with the Basilisk, you possibly know it from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, where it's featured as a monster terrorizing Hogwarts throughout the year. In a curious connection, it's known in Latin as a Regulus, which is the name of Sirius Black's brother. And that was something I learned randomly and i wonder if there's a connection or if it's just regulus sounds like a cool name in the traditional myths it's a giant reptile that kills with a glance though had an immense distaste for small wheat the smell of weasel rather which some believe is related to in real life king cobra is being hunted and killed by mongoose or it could be just a weird coincidence as well wednesday notes that the carousel's purpose isn't to be used it's simply to be to exist, while Nancy goes a step further and refers to it as a prayer wheel. A prayer wheel is, at least typically, a Tibetan Buddhist tradition where a cylinder is placed on a spindle and the outside is printed with mantras or prayer. And it is believed when it is spun, it is basically has the same effect as reciting the prayer itself. So it could be set up to run as a wind wheel or a water wheel. Just some way to use the natural world to to spin the prayer wheel. Basically a way of building up your prayers for, I don't know exactly why, I guess. I was going to say power, but I, I feel like that's probably not exactly a Buddhist sort of thing. The symbols on the outside of this prayer wheel are the various creatures, fictional and real. So it makes me wonder what prayers are said as this wheel spins. And I haven't been taking as many notes about it, and I feel bad about it now, but... At the bottom of the note, Wednesday's gr- or the bottom of the page, Wednesday's grin is described as scary, and it's certainly a callback to the moments after Shadow met him, where he it was noted that Wednesday looked like he learned how to smile from a manual, and so now I'm really wishing I'd been keeping up with his grins. So I guess that's just a good note for me going forward to pay attention to how the page describes his grin and his smile. 
Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. You can support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash worldbeyondpodcast. Thank you to Julian Granganache for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which I use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>